0: Jean-Claude
1: Van Damme. He always makes an impact.
0: Now, get ready for double impact. There's two of them. Think about it. Van Damme times two. He looks exactly like you. Me? Twin brothers reunited on a mission. Watch my back. To avenge their parents' death. One packs
1: a punch. One packs a piece. Look good to me. Together they deliver double impact. Excuse me.
0: From Hollywood to the Far East, on land, on sea, and in. Damn cool. Damn hot.
1: So now what do we do? That's what I love about you.
0: Van Damme. <laughs> Three times two. Double the fun. I would never in my life wear black silk underwear. I'm with you on that one. And double
1: <laughs> the van damage.
0: Double impact.
2: Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network. To find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everyone.
3: Hey, guys. Do you remember when the uh, British were a powerful empire? pepperidge farm remembers <laughs> it's
2: yeah, been I, a while it's been a while i don't remember it to be honest with you yeah uh, i, I will the given, sun might touch upon that
4: i was just yeah. given a history lesson by you guys about it so i yeah. didn't
1: <laughs>
2: know and this all happened under my nose i had no clue
1: yeah, yeah. it's that been a the... while
2: since i've read anything from rudyard kipling so <laughs> yeah yeah the
3: that's what made me laugh at the beginning of this movie but we'll get into it yes
2: uh so guys before we get into this week's movie uh if you've listened to the episode last week, we kind of started a, a new thing while we're under quarantine. Uh, so guys, what are you watching in the last episode and this episode? So I started to watch Tiger King, and then I realized it was like
4: rampant animal abuse. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, I can't, I can't get behind that, so I turned it off. Uh, and then I switched on to Community, because I found out that that's now on Netflix.
3: And then that had rampant animal abuse on it? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, but I, there's a lot of racism in it uh, from one actor specifically. But I realized that that show, I like that show. I used to watch it back in the day. Uh, it takes a little while to kind of gain any traction. Sure. Uh, so I'm I'm only three episodes in and I just I I was watching it with my father in law. And I was like, oh, man, and, you know, I hope he likes it because I'm always seeking validation from mm-hmm. anyone. So sure. I was like, man, I hope he likes this. And he realizes that I'm a funny guy. And there was hardly any laughs to be had in the first two episodes. So now I feel like he thinks lesser of me. Sure. So thank, thank you, community. And thank you, Dan Harmon, for making the first two episodes really shitty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that, that's what I've been watching for the most part. And then I watched our movie this week. All right. Uh, what about you, Mark?
3: Yeah, so um, besides watching our movie this week, um, I don't know if it falls. Maybe I watched this and forgot to mention it last week. But I watched uh, three of the uh, documentaries on Vice, the wrestling ones, The Dark Side of the Ring. Mm -hmm. I've watched those while under quarantine. The uh, Chris Benoit one, the the Match Made in Heaven about Macho and Elizabeth, and the Montreal Screwjob. Um, And then I've also recently, I've just been playing a bunch of video games. Final Fantasy VII Remake came in, so that's been most of my free time, Um, just because essentially – um, as we were making a joke that basically I just go into suspended animation and then wake up for podcasts and streams, I want <laughs> I want I want to get it done um, before the next Game Ball Pod just so I can have a little bit of a review on wow, it. So, so, I have so You're gonna
2: weeks. try and finish it by in two, like about two weeks time.
3: Yeah, yeah. Man. Just to be just to be like a true gaming journal.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I didn't even think about that. You have the Final Fantasy. I was surprised that you were able to join us for this podcast.
3: Yeah, I literally just finished there right before we came on, like uh-huh, the, okay. like my session for the day. Um, but yeah, oh, so, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and and then also like we had the discussion like that, that I have to be doing something, but. Uh, you know, it, it's essentially I am, um, you know, preparing for Stranger Damies and, you know, uh, playing Final Fantasy. And, you know, so not much time for me to really get the uh, the uh, old movies fired up. The only thing I've been thinking about watching is something I've already seen, only because Anthony brought it up last week, is I have a Blu-ray of Perks Being a Wallflower, and that was my movie of the year 2012? 2013? Um, it might have
2: been 2013. Or, yeah. no, it would have been 2012, because this... The main day we started 2013 and that was on our first top 10 list. Yeah. I think it was like yeah. six or something.
3: Yeah. So I was thinking of, 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 watching that, but yeah, that's about what I've been doing. Um, do you have your letterbox thing open at for, um,
2: I really, <laughs> I haven't watched much of note. Um, we've been watching Ozark. Okay. Uh, we're getting pretty deep into that. So we're like halfway through the second seat right now. So we got about a season and a half left. Uh, uh, still doing the quarantine days of horror. Uh, watched The Fog. John Carpenter's The Fog for the first time ever. And uh, another shitty movie called Ghost Keeper, which was po- possibly the worst movie I've seen in a very long time. Um, it's a movie that they literally ran out of money halfway through. So they had to kind of write the ending on while they were shooting because they had no money to do what they were originally planning to do and uh just continuing doing the friday friday the 13th movie so watch the second one this this past week so next this coming week this friday i'll be uh posting a review on the third film also watched a shitty quote-unquote documentary called demon house starring zach baggins the guy that does ghost adventures oh, okay. no that was terrible yeah I, So just I've heard that shit. name but don't know anything Zach Baggins, he is a he's like he's like the guy from Ghost Hunters if he had like the charisma of a um Chris Angel. Okay. Sort of. <laughs>
3: is he like is he like the third property brother?
2: Uh I I couldn't even tell you what the property brothers are like. I so. just
3: it's it's an old photo going around from when they first started. They have the three brothers, you know, posing and the third one looks like Chris Angel. He has the hair over the eyes. Oh got sort you. of
2: thing. So yeah. I, no, he's like a he's like a hot topic come to life. Yeah. Uh this week, uh we wanted to or I wanted to I suggested and these guys agreed that to go a little action heavy this week. Yeah. Um so we tapped our good friend Jean-Claude Van Damme, the muscles from Brussels,
1: JCVD.
2: JCVD and this is the second time we've watched a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie and this is the second time we watched a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where he appears twice. he really loves himself yeah he likes he likes playing a dual role so this week we watched double impact from 1991 um gentlemen where are you coming from with double impact and how many times have you seen this previous mark that's a good question (laughs) mark do you want to go first
3: um i i've only seen it a couple of times and most of those have been like on basic cable so i did not know about the gratuitous scene that occurs near the end um but yeah this is this is probably one of the ones i've seen the least time cop is the most because it's obviously probably his best movie um uh but yeah i I had kind of an idea what the story was i i forgot the setting and it made me laugh immediately at the beginning of this movie um but yeah so so this one um as soon as aunt suggested it i was like all right yeah we'll watch this i haven't seen it in a long time um, cause it's not like, uh, one of their go-to JCVD movies, um, as we've all found out, uh, watching it, but, um, yeah, yeah. So I realized that I had only seen the basic cable and that's basically where I'm coming at with it is that, um, I didn't remember much of it. Uh, but I did, um, you know, at, at least remember that, uh, that stupid, um, uh, part in the, uh, beginning when we first meet Chad, adult Chad. Um, so,
2: we'll is it, Are you talking about the, the the moment where we almost see labia?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we definitely
4: see uh, we see camel toe, but not of. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is it? I think it's actually moose knuckle. <laughs> moose knuckle. We do get moose knuckle.
3: <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, I think that's the yeah the um, scientific term. Yeah, probably because of the uh, time period that I saw it and which basic cable I saw it on was probably an awakening
2: at that point <laughs> <laughs> wait hey, for john Jean, claude van damme or the uh the lady uh, julie strain is the uh the aerobics uh uh student.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: so who would go on to uh, star in a lot of soft core porn of the uh, of the era no bikini uh movies right no earlier mm talking about okay. uh oh i could pull it up but uh dan where are you coming from
4: i've never seen this movie i actually thought we were watching deep impact i got confused so i was like oh why well that's not very action heavy i mean it's more uh just it was kind of lame but i was like yeah you know whatever but then i saw that it was double jean-claude van damme and i got super excited because i love time cop so i was like how could this be any worse? You know, like this is this will be just as good because again you're getting twice the uh, the Van Dam and I was very disappointed in this movie. Uh, I, I'm we'll save it for the rest of the show, but yeah, uh, John Claude Van Dam can only pull off one thing and that's playing John Claude Van Dam and in this movie he tries to do two different John Claude Van Dams I think <laughs> and it's really shitty but
3: to play his good and evil version
4: right right uh it's not good it's very it, I, does he have i want to know does he have any other movie where he plays a dual role is it is it just
2: deep uh double impact and time cop those are the two might, i remember i think we might have uh run the gamut of john claude van damme and dual roles i think we need to
4: bring that back I think we need to get Jean-Claude Van Damme in another role where he plays two Jean-Claude Van Dammes. <laughs> the world sorely misses
2: that that genre <laughs> of movies. And I think he'd be down to do it. Yeah, uh, Julie Strain, uh, star of Day of the Warrior, Heavy Metal 2000. She's also in Beverly Hills Cop 3 and Naked Gun 33 and a 3rd. Hmm. Among a bunch of other softcore porn. She was a penthouse pet.
4: Oh, I don't uh, think and- Naked Gun 33 and a 3rd is porn,
2: Ant. No, I mean, but it could be. Oh, uh, with that name. It's yeah. true. <laughs> and we, uh,
3: I had forgot to mention on mine that um, I had forgotten that Bolo is in this movie. Um, yeah. It was from my probably second favorite um, JCVD movie in, in Kickboxer. Um, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought he uh, was in Bloodsport. Uh,
3: Bloodsport, I'm sorry. Yeah. Which is about kickbox.
4: <laughs> Honestly, I think I when I was watching this movie, we would need to get a face-off between Nicolas Cage and and bolo because <laughs> throughout this movie bolo makes some wild faces man yeah he does. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty awesome <laughs> i would like to see i would like to see them out meme each other
2: gotcha uh yeah this is the first time i've ever seen um this film uh i think these are like the first the first two times i've ever seen jean-claude van damme movies so we've watched them on this podcast uh I, I read on Letterboxd that it was basically Parent Trap meets Jean Claude Van Damme. And I was not disappointed in that basically being exactly what this is. Um I it's it's not as good as Time Cop. It's it's passable, I think is what I could say about it. Um it's not particularly entertaining in terms of like Oh, it's that's hilarious. Let's watch that. Right. Uh, he's crazy. Oh, you know, he's trying to do a weird accent with that. This one brother, and he's not pulling it off. So let's laugh at that. It's just, it's your, it's a run of the mill Jean-Claude Van. It's like middle, middle of the road sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, the only thing of any interest is the fact that he's playing two parts, really. And it's, you know, he's barely playing two parts. Yeah. Really. I mean, the only point, difference is haircuts, really. really. That's really, and there, there are there are moments in the in the third act of this film where it's hard to tell who's who. Yeah, when they get all sweaty and greasy, yeah. it's tough to tell yeah, which one is which. Yeah, one sort of has bangs, the other one's got a slicked back hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the one is clean shaven, and the other
4: Jean Claude Van Damme has just a slight stubble to him mm-hmm. to let you know. He grew up on the
2: streets.
1: Yeah. He's not all primpy
2: like the first Jean-Claude Van Damme. He grew up a block away from the guy that's eventually trying to kill him. (laughs) but he still has the same (laughs) same accent so he still goes by the same name of the baby (laughs) that disappeared out from mr zhang
4: which makes no sense right how would they know his name how would he know his own name
2: that's true he was six months old i guess the maid uh, we never we never find out who raised alex i'm assuming it was the maid she was the one that that saved him
3: she dropped him off in an orphanage it looks like
2: oh that's right yeah
4: that's why i think it was a french orphanage (laughs) yeah <laughs> so that's why he has the. Oh uh,
3: yes, yeah, it that's is. That's why he has an accent. They're, yeah, they rub that in by having him sing Faire jaca
2: or... Touche! Movie, you thought was Alex did? or was that Chad? I, I thought was Chad that was thinks- Alex. Chad thinks he's he was born in France. Oh, yeah. Chad. Chad, Chad's Mr. Los Angeles, as Alex calls him. um
0: yeah.
2: But Frank Frank raised him, telling in him his, he was his uncle, yeah. but he grew up in France or was born in France. And then he just like he drops that bomb. I'm not your <laughs> uncle, and you weren't born in France. <laughs> right. Let's go to Hong Kong. Yeah, he he doesn't soften the blow at it's all. He's not breath. like
4: he's like, hey, let's go for some ice cream. By the way, I'm not your uncle. <laughs> he just he lays that. Yeah, he drops it, man. Just like stop <laughs> calling
2: me uncle. I'm not your uncle. <laughs> not your uncle. You weren't born in France. Now we got to go to Hong Kong. It's lot like, to what lay I- on someone. <laughs> What if he's just like, ah, I don't even have a passport?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I think this was... It was, uh, it was the
2: 90s. Exactly.
4: It was a different time where we didn't have to worry about travel as much. But <laughs> yeah, I think you
2: still needed a passport. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you needed a passport. Yeah.
3: Yeah. At the, uh, oh, and uh, some some news I found out. Uh, there is another movie where he plays two roles, but what? not on the screen at the same time. Um, it's uh, called Maximum Risk.
2: Man. Mm-hmm.
4: That, sounds, that either sounds like a Steven Seagal movie or a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah.
3: That's a plays, 50-50. He plays a twin. One was murdered, and the other one is seeking revenge.
1: Jeez, awesome, man. Just who, like, got,
3: who, who got murdered in France.
2: <laughs> does, does he also play dual roles in Sudden Death?
3: Well, he technically plays the goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins in that movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's the only other one that has,
3: Yeah, it's the fascinating, fascinating thing is that... Uh, that one has Natasha Hentridge in it.
2: Oh hey, friend of the show. Yep. <laughs> it, to me, it's fascinating that
4: directors keep allowing him to play dual roles. <laughs> double the kicks, man. <laughs> but, uh, double the van damage. <laughs> I, do you think? Do you think he ever did a double mint commercial? Maybe. He would have had to
2: have, right? In Brussels. Yeah.
4: Got one with him when he was a kid. Was a teen. <laughs>
2: That'd be great.
4: I mean, that's such a huge opportunity right there. <laughs> He's just like kicking the, the gum at the, the TV screen, <laughs> right? He does, he does roundhouse kick and it just flies at you.
2: Double Impact from 1991 is directed by Sheldon Leach. Uh, really didn't do much else. I think he's the writer on Rambo 3. He had a, lo- he had a lot of uh, credits that were uh, writing uh, specific. I also think he was one of the writers on Bloodsport. But uh, this stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jeffrey Lewis, Alana Shaw, Karina uh, Karina Everson, Philip Chan, Alan Scarf, Scarf I think, and Bolo Young. As uh, IMDb score of 5.6, Rotten Tomatoes score of 35%. Uh, budget 15 million dollars, box office 30 million dollars, so about doubled its uh, box office, its uh, budget. This movie's uh, it's okay. Uh, it didn't it didn't hurt to watch. I think I think it it didn't
4: have. It had a decent premise, but it was just, it was set up very poorly. Yeah. Uh, It relies too much on Jean-Claude Van Damme. Mm
2: -hmm. You can't do that. Yeah, I think one of the things that they could have leaned into more is sort of that parent trap thing. Because it really, halfway through they realize that they're dealing with two brothers. And it really doesn't doesn't matter anymore that they're twins at that point. They could have just been brothers the entire time. Like It could have been a different yeah. actor in one of the roles and it would essentially be the same movie. And there's that one scene where they mistake Chad for Alex, and I think it would have been more interesting if that if that played more into their plan or just became more of the plot, I think. It's like, oh, maybe so something happens to Alex, so Chad has to pretend to be Alex, you know? Right. Yeah, it,
4: I think it would have been a cool thing if they kind of switched play, like Alex goes to prince of the pauper style right right because <laughs> chad is he's very primpy he's he's mr perfect so it would have been interesting to have alex kind of switch that role and now he's you know he's this street tough guy right. living high on the hog and he doesn't know how to do it right and meanwhile chad is you know fighting for his
2: life in hong kong <laughs> <laughs> or what if what if it's the reverse like let's say chad prim and proper guy now he's got like these people after him. So, in order to try and keep him safe, they switch roles with Alex, who's more street wise and stuff. And Alex assumes Chad's role so he could handle himself mm-hmm. if somebody comes in and is like, oh, I'm coming through your window. I'm going to karate chop you to death. He's like, Oh, no, I know karate too. Yeah. I'm going to do <laughs> splits and I kickbox and fight. Sort of the, like that. The,
4: you bring that up. This movie sorely lacked splits. There's only one
2: split. Again, this is what we you said about Time Cop. Yeah, Time only, Cop only one had split. one split.
1: Right. Yeah. And but you were least, expecting
2: like five. But at least in Time Cop the split
4: mattered, right? Yeah. He he does the split when he's uh when he's get uh, he electrocutes the room, right? Or yeah. something like that. I see that that's a good use I, of a split.
2: I think there's a room full of women that that split mattered too. I don't yeah. know, maybe they were paid to pretend it mattered. They went home and they just went to town. <laughs> They jilled off. They yeah. jilled off. Big time. <laughs> I don't know. They wore man. out those D batteries.
4: <laughs> I don't know that we we see a whole lot of Jean Claude Van Damme through those tights. hmm And uh, listen, I don't. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but Jean Claude Van Damme has cake. He's <laughs> <laughs> thick with he, two C's back there. He is, man. He's but <laughs> he he has a run for
2: his money with that one henchwoman. Oh, he is has the second best quads in this movie. <laughs> that woman has her quads. quads days. <laughs> She's Saquon Barkley of this movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and she, I looked
2: her up. She's not really like I was. I figured she was gonna be like a stunt woman. Mm-hmm. Not really anything. Like she had she, like maybe fifteen roles or so in her career. She looks like she could have been on American Gladiator. Yeah no but her yeah, that's what, what that's in my notes i think once or twice just her quads well because you she when she walks at the camera you get a good look at some at, at it sometimes yeah. and he's just like it's defined man those quads are defined yeah because like, she, she's def- wearing shorts in that scene she's wearing yes. shorts and just those quads are on display Or oh. you just kick through a cement wall <laughs> you're right man she could she
4: could pound the rock for a hundred yards. I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah, it. It was impressive.
2: 25 yeah. touches for 150. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I I could see that pushing the pile for the uh, the one yard touchdown.
2: <laughs> Barry Sant. Uh no. Uh, Eddie George. Remember in the <laughs> that one Super Bowl where his knee was down, but they totally called it a okay. touchdown. Yeah. Against the Rams.
4: I think she I think she'd stand. I think she'd be able to, to carry it. Yeah. She was impressive. She's a specimen. She's very, very, <laughs> yeah. very weird though. Yeah. And uh she tries strong. to be seductive. Draw. She tries to be seductive and she's oof, very heavy handed. <laughs> Which I guess you can kind of expect with a woman who has thighs as big as all of our heads combined.
2: Oh yeah. And she tries to she tries to snap his neck with
4: them. I yeah. thought that's I thought there was going to be a chance that we saw that at one point where yeah. she would snap someone's neck almost like Famke Jensen in yeah. GoldenEye yep. I thought we were going to see that but no, she just, she's just brute force stabs a dude
2: mm-hmm. that was a little disappointing she, yeah. like, the size of her quads didn't play nearly as much into the movie as you think right, and again you, you waste a split you waste some
4: stellar quads <laughs> those, those were savage, man <laughs> I, I want those
3: quads <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, you guys.
2: It's just all waste, essentially. Yeah. 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 You were you going to say something, Mark?
3: Um, I'm going through uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's uh, trivia and stuff on IMDb, and it's kind of wild. Um, Dan, you'll be happy to know this. Um, he is an animal rights activist. Ooh. Um, I like him. So he is also is calls- though. Yeah. Eh. Well, I mean, you could be,
4: you could still be an asshole and be an animal rights
3: activist. <laughs> um, he also calls himself the Fred Astaire of karate. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> and um, apparently he thought Time Cop and Bloodsport could have both been multiple prop, multiple franchise movies that were very popular. Well, but the idiots. Bloodsport. Um, at first he said the idiots sold the Time Cop rights to television. And then the Bloodsport people just used second-rate kickboxers for the sequel. Oh, damn. Yeah.
4: That's, that's pretty hard, man. Those are all hot takes, by the way. Yeah. All, <laughs> all of his Stare. quotes are hot takes. It's <laughs> great. You know? Which I admire. I mean, if you're known for roundhouse kicks, you're going to have some hot takes, I'd imagine, you know? (laughs) Muscles from Brussels just telling it like it is. (laughs) That's why he's not employed anymore, I'd imagine. I guess so.
3: Has he
2: been up to anything in a while, Mark?
3: Uh, Um, He did uh,
2: JCVD. That's like 10 years ago at this point, though, isn't it? Let's see. Uh,
3: The most recent thing... Oh, he's been in a couple... Um, he was in a movie called jean Claude Van Johnson. Um okay. In 2016. It a TV series. Yeah. It was a TV um, series. Where he plays two roles. God, yeah. it never ends.
2: I love it. <laughs> yeah. he, I At, think he does mostly like farcical things.
3: Yeah. Now he's doing like.
2: Uh, he's in Minions: Rise of the Rise of Gru.
3: Yeah. It looks like he's doing the Bruce Willis thing, like where he just does action movies as an old guy. Yeah. You know. You know. I hope
2: he uh, pretends like he wants to be there more than Bruce Willis does. Yeah. <laughs>
4: well, yeah, I I don't know. I haven't heard much about how uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was on set, but we all know that Bruce Willis was just a huge pain in the ass through mm-hmm. most of his later years. Do you think Jean-Claude Van Damme was like that? Do you think he was tough to work with? I bet was tough to work with in his
3: heyday. Right. Yeah, he, uh, uh, and then some he of got the trivia. Humbled. Yeah, some of the trivia, he rejected a... Uh, Three film deal with somebody because he wanted twenty million dollars of picture like like Jim Carrey. Damn. Um, and that he he rejected a role in the Expendables in 2010 because when he asked um, Stallone what the movie was about, he says, "Don't worry, you're going to make a lot of money." And he was like, "I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I want to know what I'm doing." <laughs> he so did wind he, up in
2: he did wind up in uh, the Expendables too though.
3: Yeah. Do you yeah. think
4: he walks into uh, casting agents now and? Just says, I'm the Fred Astaire of karate. And he does a split. He does a split. <laughs> do, you, do you think he just yells that wherever he goes? <laughs> Probably. Because I would, honestly. I like how he did that. Because that, there's no way that was taken by anybody. <laughs> Fred Astaire of
2: anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah, that, great. <laughs> that, that reference is going to be dated in a couple of years. Nobody's going to even know what that means.
3: Yeah, and apparently Time Cop was the movie he was paid the second most for five million dollars
2: what was number one uh street fighter okay yeah yeah uh which will probably be an episode before we finish this podcast one day yeah yeah we got to finish out we
4: got to touch on most jean-claude van damme movies <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna happen yeah we still haven't done a seagal movie yet yeah there was... uh, that's probably for the best
1: you know yeah
4: I, it could be he's kind of he's more of a joke in yeah. himself in and of himself really so
2: there's sure. really no need to touch on that. <laughs> I'll, do you I'll, guys want, what I'll you shoot sit down. <laughs> do you guys want to get into the plot at this point? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dan, you got anything to
4: say? I do. Uh, I'm here to tell you about our friend Tia, a good friend of the show. She's with Geek Vibes Nation. She has her own podcast that you should listen to. It's called The Top Ten with Tia, and you should check it out. It's a weekly podcast where Tia and her crew tackle a number of entertaining topics, like the Top Ten Movies of the Year, or the top 10 worst on-screen couples. I think this past episode was the top 10 uh, characters who had a like resurgence or th- something along those lines, right? It was a uh, like a resurging character arc. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, it's every week, and uh, you should check it out. She's a great person. We have a lot of fun when we record
2: for Geek Vibes Nation. So, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, yeah, so we are going to take a quick break. Listen we'll a couple notes from Friends of the Podcast, so we will be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast, Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So, whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation.
3: subscribe to the best little horror house in philly and i'll see you boils and ghouls over there
2: welcome back and now it's time to get into the plot for double impact we open 25 years in the past in terms of this movie on dedication ceremony for the victoria harbor tunnel in hong kong uh, again as we mentioned the idea of a british controlled hong kong immediately dates this movie yeah um,
3: and i had completely forgotten about that this was the setting for this yeah. movie.
2: we have two brits paul and nigel who are basically responsible for this tunnel project and in attendance for the ceremony is paul's wife and his infant twins chad and alex a night on the way home paul and his wife uh, have someone following in their following them in their car and paul's bodyguard frank has been sent home for the day but they have car phones and frank realizes that paul's in trouble so he goes racing to try and uh, get to paul before anything happens at their home a group of asian men in suits get out of the car uh, that was following them and start firing into the car uh, frank as i mentioned is is driving but he's late um, paul is killed his wife is killed the maid manages to escape with one of the babies while frank leaves with the other frank shoots a lot of gang members manages to uh, shoot out the eye of one of the uh, the Uh, henchman, who we'll later know as Mr. Moon, but he also gets shot in the process. Uh, While fleeing, though, Frank identifies Griffith, one of the business associates, is in the vicinity, and uh, he manages to uh, steal away uh, with uh, the baby, as the maid has as well, and then we flash forward 25 years later. Chad is working as an aerobics karate instructor, and then we nearly get a shot of a woman's labia, as we mentioned, as he helps her stretch, and that uh, that stretch is not a euphemism. Uh, he's actually helping her aerobic stretch, and then we also get to see Jean Claude do a split in skin tight pants, and all his aerobic students just kind of about soak the floor. Is this is this the first
3: instance of a Chad in a movie?
2: <laughs> it might be. <have, laughs> yeah. He definitely those, lives up to that name as well. Yeah. It, all those this women movie. just all those women just on the floor. Yeah. I get, I think one of them faints.
1: Yeah. Like ah. Oh. <laughs> my stars.
2: yeah yeah it's uh,
4: it's pretty gratuitous yes
2: then frank comes in who hasn't aged really that much in 25 years and tells uh chad that he needs to take over the karate class then chad immediately knocks out a cocky dude with a ponytail and then meanwhile frank meets with an asian man who has pictures of a man that looks just like chad in hong kong and then frank ch- calls chad in his office and tells him they need to go to hong kong he also tells him that he's not his uncle and he wasn't born in france and they're on a plane (laughs) to hong kong immediately
3: this movie we get to it in the exact next scene coming up next scenes um has the quickest uh let's just get the plot out like it doesn't matter what it is it's okay okay now action
4: yeah uh, yeah you You can kind of admire it just for getting to the the point but it's it's done so like ham-fistedly yeah. that it's it really doesn't give you a second to breathe and realize what's going on. Like oh oh
2: we're we're in Hong Kong now. Okay,
4: I don't I didn't even realize where we were to start.
2: <laughs> yeah, it took me two tries to realize that he's in L.A. Yeah, I had no clue, no <laughs> clue. Like oh we'll, we'll change the scenery, I guess. Awesome. It's, a, it's like
4: a Bond movie.
1: <laughs> it, it does have yeah.
4: a lot of Bond esque uh, stereotypes. So. Yeah. I think they might have been trying to go for a
2: bond feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Once in Hong Kong, Frank takes Chad to a Mahjong parlor and some of the patrons seem to recognize Chad. The bartender gives him a drink just the way he likes it. As he says, and a patron gives him a handful of cash as if he owed him. Then a beautiful blonde shows up and entices Chad to come into the back room with her. He follows. And then she acts like she knows him complimenting him on his new clothes and haircut. And then immediately sticks her hand down his pants to feel his silk underwear. And then a guy grabs him by the shoulder, turns him around, and it looks just like him. And then that guy knocks him out with a headbutt. And when Chad wakes up, Frank tells him that the guy is his twin brother, Alex. And if nothing else, this movie improves on the separation conceit of the parent trap. We now realize why they were separated as opposed to the parent trap where it was just, oh, we're divorced. Pick your favorite kid and then be (laughs) on your way. (laughs) I, I do like
4: how Alex yells at his girlfriend for sticking her hand down chad's pants how could you not know like what do you mean it looks just like him that's that's not fair like, come on i would
2: never wear black silk underwear is his uh, <laughs> his comment
4: and not i would never wear bright pink shorts
1: yeah <laughs> he looks like a tourist
2: <laughs>
4: yeah i mean they do they definitely do have very different styles in terms yes. of clothing and just overall appearance but if you're gonna pick one thing to nitpick about it can't be silk underwear because come on yeah (laughs) it's like her hands are already down his pants at that point (laughs) right right. the the worst has been done at that yeah so if you're gonna blame her for not noticing something maybe notice that he's wearing like super short shorts that are (laughs) definitely not what alex would wear i mean he's
2: like a biker dude pretty much uh, it's like saying like, how could you not know it was me? My bit, my dick is so much bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 mention
4: their dicks a decent amount in this movie. Yeah, it's well, it,
3: they're it, like, technically only talking about one dick, right? You know? <laughs> it's just John Claude talking to himself about But it's
4: strange <laughs> right because he mentions like, oh, you have when she sticks her hands down his pants and it's like, oh, uh, you have it's a surprise. Surprising. It's a huge surprise, which kind of tells me that it's not that big. Because you really don't have to go. It, it's what is it? You're not the king if you have to say you're the king.
1: Right. You know, yeah. Right.
4: So I think you're overcompensating there.
2: And then he uh, has that really weird moment in the Asian market. Right. After we see a frog's fucking
4: head chopped off. What's it going to do? That Make
2: my dick bigger? Right. It was, like, <laughs> was like, oh, that was, that was weird. <laughs> oh, I don't think any of us expected him to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so. Frank gives them the lowdown on Griffith's involvement with financing the tunnel on a secret loan he took out with the Triads. And once the tunnel was completed, their father's expertise of tunnel construction wasn't needed by the Triads. So that's the reason why they had him killed. Um, also, as I mentioned, why has Alex been hiding in plain sight under his given name in the city his parents were killed, just like Luke Skywalker on Tatooine? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that um so then after this alex takes chad and frank on his boat while he conducts some business um another boat docks with them and they exchange a couple of mercedes with a trunk full of cigarettes for cash Then the authorities i suppose the hong kong equivalent of the coast guard or something shows up Sale, uh, and the sales partner think Alex turned them in, so they fight until they wind up knocking the other dudes off the boat. Then a boat chase ensues between Alex's boat and the police. Uh, to shed weight, Frank and Chad push both Mercedes off the boat and then explode them in order to keep the, boat, the police boats off them.
4: Which makes no uh, sense, really, if you think about it. Yeah, The the, the police boats could have easily have just gone around them and yes they're too they close, don't make though. it there there's a it's a big ocean
2: <laughs> it was only a harbor
4: <laughs> oh, it was still it was still pretty spacious it didn't look like they were tight you know like oh my god there's two cars on fire what should we do we were never trained for this they just turn str-
2: we're strictly sea police so.
4: <laughs> <laughs> i guess we have to turn this boat around we'll get them next time
2: <laughs> um then at at the market we learn that Danielle Alex's girlfriend has been working for Griffith for five years. This is where we get to see the frog gets his head chopped off. As I mentioned to Dan, who is uh, it seems like they were at the Asian market and they're just like shooting B-roll and they managed to capture that. Doesn't really seem like they were just like let's chop some frogs' heads off. I hope that's what it was. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And it, like you said, it did make me feel a little better that it's just B-roll. <laughs> <But laughs> yes. Yeah. I still. I'm starting to question if whether you're not you know this ahead of time because we seem to be watching a lot of movies where bad things happen I, I to animals.
2: S- I swear <laughs> I did not. I su- as soon as I saw it I was like, "Ah, oh, he's going to mention this." <laughs> this, is, this is strike 2, all right? <laughs> next, next thing you're
4: you know you're going to want us to watch Hannibal Holo- uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Like, "Oh, I didn't know that they eat a turtle and a pig there." I didn't know, Dan. I'm sorry. Day.
1: Oh, spoilers dan <laughs> well,
2: that's the only thing i took away from that movie <laughs> um so they well where why did i scroll up already where am i um so
4: so, so we know that danielle works for griffin
2: yes. right and they're yeah.
4: they're in the market yes. and she storms away
2: yeah so then frank's yeah. frank appeals to alex that alex could be making money off tunnel is like you know it's your birthright more or less this is what he's saying um so then chad takes a cab back to his hotel where a bunch of triad guys show up in some mercedes who mistake him for alex and they put him in a car or he meets alex's employer who is not happy with the loss of the cars yeah. he gives chad oh go ahead i was gonna say my one issue with this scene
3: um is that they know that um people are after them but yet for some reason they split up Franken uh chad mm-hmm. um like why is he going back to the place alone
2: yeah i don't know, you know they, it's... they do this numerous times throughout the movie i <laughs> wonder if it's just stupidity where it's just like well they're not after me,
4: me they're yeah. after my <laughs> brother
2: <laughs> which is very possible i mean chad is a, he's kind of an idiot yeah he's yeah. a big dumb baby <laughs> <He is. laughs> um so yeah he gets put into the car um, Zhang is the uh, is alex's employer he gives chad a scar box to hold with the initials pdw on it and then chad recognizes it um as his father's initials recognizes the story and the letter will coincide with the story frank told him about his dad and then the cars arrive at an empty lot and Zhang tells chad about a shipment coming into the harbor the only thing he has to do is pick it up and chad tells him to go fuck himself and then Zhang six his thugs on chad and he starts kicking some ass until Mr. Moon shows up and then uh, yeah. who's uh, Zhang's right-hand man and he steps up and just destroys Chad tossing him around in an empty shipping container and just uh, really just getting the best of him. Um, yeah, Polo. <laughs> Polo. So Chad gets dumped back at his apartment and relays the story to Frank and Chad. Chad tells Frank he's now in on the plan to get his birthright back from the triads as is Alex. Meanwhile, Danielle starts doing some digging in the, into the Victoria Harbor project at work. She gets caught by some other woman in Kara, starts questioning what she's doing, and she's like, "Ah, nothing. Bye. I'm supposed to be here. I have to ask Mr. Griffith. Bye, bye." <laughs> Deuces. Deuces,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> and then uh, Danielle calls Alex to relay what happened, but she couldn't find anything because someone walked in, meaning Kara. Alex said he's taking his uh, he's taking Chad on a fishing trip uh so alex takes the boat to some sort of abandoned island with an abandoned hotel where they plan to stay uh chad is not pleased with the arrangements alex isn't so sure about how chad's going to fare into the fight with the triads we get a lock and load scene where we get to see the guys look over all the weapons that they have at their disposal their plan is to interfere with the shipment jang told chad about so thursday night at the dock is when it's going down and it's a stealth mission with uh, alex leading the way killing dudes with the flick of his wrist Eventually, a gunfight ensues, thanks to Chad's itchy trigger finger. So we get a long, drawn-out scene where guns go off, Alex dual-wielding, and gangsters all machine guns, sometimes from six feet away. So they're adhering to uh, social distancing. (laughs) And uh, Chad has some sweet rolling-on-the-floor moves, where he rolls as he shoots his gun. Um, It's it's a terrible terrible roll, by the way. (laughs) It's it's so deliberate and so slow. So slow. This guy and shooting with his, head, his his guns above his head.
4: <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend doing that.
2: No. Someone nearly cho- shoots Chad, but Frank picks him off with a sniper rifle. They wind up stealing a truck, and Frank blows up the dock with a well-placed C4 charge, and as they drive away, Alex tells Chad that he fucked up the mission because he had an itchy trigger finger. And on a ferry, Alex tells Danielle to continue looking into Griffith. She tells him that Mr. Griffith is going to a party at a club owned by Zhang that night. So at Zhang's, Mr. Griffith lays out uh, for us, the audience, what the plan is. Now that the U.S. Department uh, Drugs Enforcement Agency is cracking down on drugs from South America, they plan to fill the void from Asia with a new boat that they acquired. So Alex shows up at the club and gives a case of cognac to a ponytailed henchman. And Mr. Griffith tells uh, all the other guys about the explosion at the factory and says that it might have been work from someone on the inside. One of those guys at the table gets killed by Kara with an ice pick. And then, <laughs> that was just in my notes, look at the quads on Kara. <laughs>
1: just
4: underlined several times, quads. I'm telling um, you, for our listeners out there, you, you really have to see these quads. Like We're not uh, underestimating them or, like, you know, uh, we're not overplaying it, no. I would say. Uh, they're, they're something to behold. Yeah, I I literally
2: wrote down in my notes, look at the quads on Kara. I don't write that for anybody else. That this woman's (laughs) made me stop and point out to myself, holy shit, those women, (laughs) the the quads on that woman are incredible.
4: Especially, I feel like, for a movie, because this came out in 1991. When was the last time prior to that where you saw a woman with just, like, quads that could crush a watermelon, man?
2: Yeah, they're they're yeah cracking walnuts with those babies <laughs> so
4: i i would love if anyone listens to to watch that and just get back to us and just like tell us like <laughs> yeah those, those were awesome yeah
1: uh
2: so chad heads in from the back walking around with another case of cognac i don't really know what their plan was at this point
4: i am confused yeah. as well so i, I, I guess it's just chad fucking up again
2: yeah so i guess the 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 cognac, uh, boxes really have bombs in them so i'm pretty sure that they're okay with casualties of innocent people at this club (laughs) well the thing that bothered me about this scene was
4: how readily they were to accept a gift from a guy they just beat the shit out of like the day before like oh okay like i don't think you're gonna plan any sort of vengeance on us (laughs) after we left you for dead Thank you for the gift. No, a, a marked box. What's yeah. in it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible security, right? Like you <laughs> you'd think that you would, like, open the box. Yeah. This doesn't feel like bottles of liquor. Yeah, they're not banging <laughs> yeah, around in here.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
4: oh,
2: man, those are packed good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: I mean, it's, then again, the guy who I guess was, like, head of security for this, for, uh, uh, for Nigel, was uh he he has a ponytail so
1: yeah. you really can't
2: making is not the best <laughs> exactly you get what you pay for
4: yeah
2: um uh, <laughs> so chad heads in the back walking around the case cognac Zhang sends his men to bring chad who they think is alex into the back to quote-unquote thank him and then before that happens frank sets off a c4 charge in one of the boxes and the scene devolves into some karate action alex breaks a glass with his bare hands for no reason and they fight some dudes, and then eventually they leave. But Zhang and Griffith then realize there are two Jean-Claude Van Dams and then they realize what they're dealing with. Next day at the office, Danielle gets caught by Kara, uh, the woman with the quads. Says so she has to frisk her. And uh, so a little sexual assault here for the audience here. Yeah. Um, Danielle calls the guys and gets Chad, says she found something in the files. Griffith and Zhang are listening to the whole conversation. And Chad says that he's going to get Frank and Alex and he's going to meet at her at Alex's apartment. But Chad searches for all of like two minutes and can't find <laughs> either of them and then takes the boat on his own to go meet up with Danielle. Yeah. Mark, were you going to say something?
3: I was going to say, um, I I think this is the moment where you can tell Danielle is probably not the smartest person in the world.
1: Uh, sure.
3: l- let me call from the office phone yes. and, uh, to, <laughs> to tell him what's going on.
2: And um, neither is Chad, really.
3: Yeah. Because Alex the, would probably
2: know better. Yeah.
3: yeah. The funny
4: thing is, she mentions that she shouldn't be doing it. Like, I can't tell you this over the phone. Meaning she knows that she's probably being listened to. Yep.
1: Yeah.
4: And she continues to talk. <laughs> I can't really tell you this, but here's everything that I'm going to that I can't tell you.
1: Yeah. What are you
4: doing, lady? That, that's, that's, not, that's not how you do it. That's not how you relay sensitive information. You
2: got to figure out, you call from a public pay phone or something.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
2: So Frank and, and Alex are stuck on the island while Chad goes to meet up with Danielle. Uh, Chad meets up with her, but Jang's men show up right after, trapping them inside. Luckily, Danielle knows a secret way out, so they escape through a back alley with a couple yeah. of guys chasing after them. The w- one thing I want to mention, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when he kicks the door open,
3: you can clearly see it's a set. Like he oh. kicks it open, and there's like a like a, a wall frame, like a two by four thing. <laughs> Or like the back of another set.
1: There. <laughs> it would have been, been great, great if he
4: kicks the door open and there's like a teamster there
3: like <laughs> eating a donut. And, oh, shit. Yeah, it looks like the camera was like in the wrong position.
1: Gotcha. You
3: know, like it shouldn't have been shooting out the door. Right. When he kicks it. But you, it's like real quick. It was like I, the editor, uh, you editing video before and has probably saw that and went, fuck, <laughs> uh, I can't cut it anywhere. <laughs>
2: right, <yeah. laughs> Did you get coverage of him kicking the door from the other side?
3: I, yeah, we need... No? <laughs> fuck. Okay, hopefully nobody notices.
2: This shit's on you guys. <laughs> and that's why this movie bombed. That it made its money back plus... Oh, yeah. did it? 15, yeah. A 15 million budget and made 30. 30, okay. Well, to be honest, with all of the uh,
4: promotions and everything, probably didn't... I don't know. I have no idea how it works. I think you.
2: I think you're supposed to like take like five
4: million out. So I'm just so kind of going off budget. I'm kind of going off what everyone says about Birds of Prey. Like, oh well, it, it was only filmed for like 50 million, and it made X amount of you know, like 80 million. So it made its money back. Well, no. First of all, you have to take into account promotions, and I, who knows? Well, how do
2: these people know? Yeah. <laughs> they work for studios, apparently. I have no idea. Yeah, right. Everybody is great at predicting box office numbers. Yeah. Um, uh so they get chased through the market and to the pier eventually they make it back onto the boat and get away to the nick of time Karen, and some goons jump into a helicopter which is just waiting for them already yeah um they have trouble finding the boat amidst a lot of harbor traffic and eventually they they kind of track it down danielle uh undresses on the boat just because yeah um i guess she Pretty got she, they jumped into the water i guess as yeah. was the conceit of why she had to uh take your clothes off. Um, yeah.
3: That, that, that was a point where I was just like, had a little, <laughs> when it happened and she comes downstairs and for no reason, just drops the towel. Yeah. Like they, there was like a quota. They were like, yeah. all right, we need to have boobs in this movie. Um, so you're going to come down here and just drop the towel right here. Yeah.
2: It's like, uh, you gotta, we gotta show boobs in the first, within the first hour or else we're going to lose people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so a 55 <laughs> minutes, towel drop.
2: <laughs> they, they pushed
4: it to the limit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I appreciated it. I was surprised, and I, I was like, "Oh, here we go." Now yeah. it, it kind of brought me back in. So
2: they knew <laughs> what they were doing. They knew, man. They were just, that's the, just leaving the steaks on the grill just long enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they're no fools. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah,
2: it was uh, it was quality boobage. So. Yeah. Very good-looking woman. I don't even yeah. really know who she is or where where else we ever would have saw her.
3: But yeah, she didn't do much.
2: Yeah, so I feel like I she would have been like on Married with Children or something like that. Sure, there's
4: like the one episode that she was on. Right, right. Somewhere. Like Bud tries to hit on her and she just like calls him a nerd or whatever, a geek and just like throws him out the window or something like that. You know <laughs> how it, you know how it goes, guys. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, that's not her. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, then. Um uh, meanwhile, Chad is chugging Johnny Walker red label and <laughs> um, the helicopter eventually makes it to the island and he's Frank and then heads back to report to Zhang and Danielle is downstairs going to change and I guess uh, Chad has some sort of um psycho- psychic connection with uh, Alex, uh, is that I mean, what it is yeah i guess so so chad isn't chugging johnny walker red label alex is alex yeah like johnny walker red label back at the hotel because now he's imagining his brother fucking his girlfriend and <laughs> it is a very specific imagination like he yeah. even recognizes the clothing line <laughs> below <laughs> deck <laughs> oh they're gonna use that
4: to fuck i you know it it's yeah he has such a great meltdown, Alex.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Motherfucker! Yeah, it's like Tommy Wiseau at the end of the
3: room. Yeah, exactly. It's, so,
4: it's such a good mental down. And, and he, you're right, he does have a very vivid imagination of what, he, of what his brother's doing to his girlfriend. Because he's, he's got her position. in like... <laughs> <laughs> right. like I, would, I would hope that if that was happening... Well, I guess you need to... I guess if you're going to that level... You really have to over exaggerate it, right? If you're if you're Alex, like she, he's he's better than me at this or whatever. I have no idea, but if if I was imagining my twin brother banging my wife, I would hope it was just like missionary. Like please let it only just be like real real boring sex. <laughs> but no, in in Alex's eye or his mind,
2: Chad is a fucking dynamo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Acrobatic man.
1: Oh yeah. Just
2: standing up. Now she now he's like carrying around pile driving her.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's very good her, proud.
2: he's good at the sex.
4: Yeah. Chad is very which with the name like that would probably be contrary to to what he's good at i'd imagine he's just more he's more braggadocious about sex right because he he talks about how big his dick is like Mm -hmm. does this is this gonna make my dick grow bigger so i would feel like he's very insecure during sex chad like
2: he's very shy about it or maybe he's just the opposite he just like fucks and doesn't give a shit
4: (laughs) (laughs) i got whatever
1: whatever
2: still smashed
1: yeah (laughs) i got mine basically right yeah (laughs)
4: It was the best two minutes of
2: your life. Uh, so then, uh, um, Chad shows up back on the island, and Frank is pissed because now he has to get rid of the boat, and says, "You've got some explaining to do." it's so now, some explaining to do. I guess Alex is in Frank's so ear talking about how he's fucking my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he. I wish Frank would have
4: said that. Like, yeah, Alex thinks you just like fuck Danielle. So. You gotta figure that out real quick.
2: Yeah. Just to, he could have warned them. I, like I yeah. know he says you got some explaining to do, but it's like could have been like, dude's fucked up and he's out for blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
4: We know that Alex is a hothead, and yep. you just came back with his woman. Do mm-hmm. you think maybe Frank, you should be there to kind of referee the situation a little bit? You know. Yeah. But no, he just he bolts. Fires
2: a gun. When <laughs> <But not laughs> I'm football. I guess, I was like, gotta go get rid of this boat. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be there for this. Um, so Chad walks into the hotel with Danielle to a drunken Alex who's pissed because he assumes they fucked. He slaps Danielle right across the face. Chad kicks him in the face. Then Chad and Alex fight up the stairs and fall over a balcony. Frank eventually comes in, fires a gun in the air to stop them. And then Chad uses the F word. <laughs> he does. <I laughs> no, no, Alex uses the F word. Alex yeah, uses Alex the F
4: word. Yes. He'll always yeah. be an F. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh,
2: it's a slang for you know i think we know yeah okay yeah i <laughs> but, think we so i may be drunk but tomorrow i'll be sober and he'll always be an F word. the hero of the story ladies and gentlemen
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slapping women and using slurs yeah i keep <laughs> i keep screwing up their names
2: because they're both jean claude van damme uh, <laughs> it's okay they're the same person essentially Even in the movie, Uh, the brothers don't say they don't need each other. And uh, Alex goes storming off. Chad goes storming off saying he's going back to LA and runs off. Um, Yeah. This is part of my notes. I kept swapping them. I kept getting it wrong every time. So the next morning, Alex wakes up on the beach and sees a bunch of thugs storm the beach and carries helicopter in the air. And the thugs storm in the hotel and start shooting the place up. They take Danielle hostage, and Alex does some beach cleanup, if you know what I mean. Starts killing off these, uh, these thugs left and right. Um, Zhang arrives, asks where the twins are, and Frank says, fuck you, and gets punched. And Zhang says they're going to bring back Danielle to Griffith. Meanwhile, Chan and Alex are taking out a bunch of goons separately, sometimes with kicks, sometimes with guns. Mostly kicks. Yeah, mostly <laughs> kicks. <laughs> out There's outdoors. a i was gonna
4: say there's a really bad uh punch to kick ratio in this movie <laughs> <laughs> I, I think chad just knows how to kick <laughs> it's all he does it's
2: all he does um alex eventually winds up with a really big gun and alex and chad eventually meet up back with one of the goons tied up i um, are gonna ask him some questions griff griffith arrives at the dock with jang and Kara, where frank and danielle are already taken captive mr moon is gonna frank a good once over and then Jang asks Fra- if Frank is going to talk, which to me is odd because the only thing they could possibly need to find out is the location of the twins, when in reality, the twins are probably going to come to them because obviously that's the reason why you would take Frank and Daniel hostage in the first place. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> uh, Chad and Alex sneak onto the boat with the old fake prisoner routine, which never works in, sh- in D&D. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> gotta
3: roll better. that's
2: very true yeah most of the time in the movies the guards roll very low perception and then chad and alex start making their way through a bunch of faceless goons shooting kicking punching then griffith gets on the pa system to let them hear let the twins hear them torture frank then organ fighting chad gets to one of the pa boxes to tell griffith that he's a dead man then alex gets into a fight with a goon with spurs in the in the pitch black which is kind of a cool scene from a cinematogra- cinematography standpoint um but it's like the only it's like the the weir- weird oddball scene where they tried to stylize it a little bit um and it winds up not being
4: that good of an action scene it's very short yeah he, he catches him and he just like punches him a few times and <laughs> he, and he like he flexes on the last punch <laughs> Did you notice that? He punches he's like, ah. Oh. He does like a real, he kind of does that, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what, what do you call it? Uh, he flexes. Yeah. <laughs> he gives a good flex and you see it in the shadow. <laughs> uh,
2: meanwhile, Chad takes on Mr. Moon. Mr. Moon picks up a barrel of flammable material and tries to crush Chad with it. But Chad kicks him in the dick and then gets out from under it. And then Chad and Mr. Moon then take off their shirts and fight like real men. Mr. Moon, by the way, has great form when he picks up those uh, barrels. Oh, yeah. His queen and jerk? Perfect. The back is straight. <laughs> uses his legs. Good height. <laughs> and this is Chad's boss fight. Uh, Mr. Moon tries to crush him with another final barrel, but Chad jumps over him and then kicks the shit out of him until he kicks Mr. Moon into an electrical box, killing him. Then everything explodes. Alex rescues Danielle from a henchman that may or may not try to rape her. And then Kara comes out of nowhere and tries to crush his head with her epic quads.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I. I I really hope that we uh, we emphasize the quads in our posts this yeah. week.
2: <laughs> these things need to be, they need to be shown. They need to be seen. The world needs to see these quads. <laughs> she also grabs his dick at one point and he slaps the shit out of her. Yeah. And then she comes oh. at him with a knife. Alex eventually wrestles the knife away from Karen, stabs her in the stomach. Then Griffith and Zhang make a break for it. Chad and Alex chase after them. Chad goes after Griffith while Alex goes after Zhang on a cargo ship. Alex starts climbing up a crane while Chad and Danielle almost get crushed by a shipping container. And as he gets up to the top of the crane, Alex gets sprayed by a fire extinguisher by Zhang. Then Zhang reveals a dagger in his walking stick and starts trying to stab Chad. But Chad manages to dodge and sticks Zhang's hand in a couple of gears and gets crushed. Chad turns on him ma- and then Chad turns on a machine while Zhang is monologuing and Zhang falls from the crane to his death. Meanwhile, Chad gets Danielle to safety and then jumps off the cargo ship to avoid the uh, the shipping container. And then Griffith starts monologuing at the water at Alex and starts shooting at it. But then Alex jumps into the forklift behind Griffith and drops a shipping container on him. Then, that was
4: so funny.
3: I, I when to he say, pops.
2: I, <laughs> I,
3: I want to I say, I think you flipped them again. Uh, yeah. I told them that.
4: Uh, goes after nigel
3: and alex goes after jang because he says oh, that's yeah, yeah. mine yep
2: yeah, yep yeah. chad get chad jumps into the forklift behind Griffin for and the job shipping container on him yeah. he, yes.
3: he, Ch- chad pulls an undertaker yes it's
4: he, so funny oh that's the <laughs> i i laughed out loud in that scene when he he pops out of the darkness of the forklift and he yells the guy's name <laughs> oh that was the best part of the movie i We're could watch bad.
1: that yeah. yeah. I
4: could watch it the I could watch that scene a hundred times.
2: <laughs> then Alex and Chad hug and Chad pushes Danielle towards Alex who then they hug and then Frank shows up going from wherever the hell he was stuck in and then they give big old okay sign. <laughs> <laughs> just, freeze frame in.
4: <laughs> right. What a terrible <laughs> way to end on a freeze frame. With just one of the Jean Claude Van Damme's giving the okay sign. <laughs>
3: i i texted Why not aunt, both of them I texted aunt in all capital letters freeze frame ending yep. as as soon as it occurred because I didn't want to spoil it for you so i, I did not put it into group chat this
4: Easily is one of the worst freeze freeze frames we've seen this is a, one of the first in a long time but yeah, yeah not a great one i i wanted the end to be alex and Chad fighting to the death over danielle like double dragon double dragon, dragon. Like, double dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like they just they, they they kill uh shang uh they, they kill it's nigel right they kill nigel mm. or uh griffin uh which is a super british name by the way that, that's like the most british name ever nigel
1: griffin
4: <laughs> Yeah, one of the, like, they, they kill both of them and they meet their eyes lock and danielle shows up and then it's just like mortal combat styles round one fight and then they just go at each other and It's just nothing but kicks, really. Just constant (laughs) kicking, constant kicking. And then, you know, Alex probably kills Chad and just, like, asserts his dominance, bangs Danielle on Chad's
1: body.
2: (laughs) But it's still not as good as the sex that he imagined them with. So he takes his (laughs) own life. (laughs) It haunts haunts him forever.
4: (laughs) I'm not as good as Chad, am I? I keep telling you we didn't
2: do anything. Don't lie to me. But she she is giving like a look like she wants something to happen on that boat. They when do. She, she
4: does give that like little like side glance kind of thing when she's walking away. Yeah. She's like, oh, I hope he doesn't come down right now because I don't know what will happen. Right. right. Oh, no. My towel seems to have fallen. <laughs> I wish someone was here to pick it up. But
2: <laughs> she, she was hoping. So happens. who knows? They might have done it. They might have. <laughs> they might have banged. Maybe missionary
4: but i I wish that would have been such a great cutaway if you have you know like he follows her down and (laughs) we cut back (laughs) i can't even get it out without laughing we cut back to alex and he's having his meltdown and he's imagining (laughs) chad just doing all these exotic really (laughs) difficult poses (laughs) And it cuts back to uh, to Chad.
2: And it's just like, super boring. One pump missionary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very unsatisfying for, <laughs> for Daniel.
4: There's no music playing in the
3: background. <laughs> it's just, huh, huh, huh. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just becomes uncomfortable oh after a God.
2: while. Yeah, you just see the look of disappointment on her she face. Immediately regrets it. It's
1: like, man, I wish I could
2: undo the last fifteen seconds of my life. <laughs> oh, that's so good.
4: I'm actually crying. Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, I would have paid
2: good money to see that cut. <laughs> uh, and that—that's the end of Double Impact. Um, what do you guys think? What What would you do to make this better? I think we Besides just made that, that so with, much better. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah I we, uh, Yeah, I like
4: the idea of uh oh my god i need to catch my breath uh i like the idea of like totally swapping places Mm -hmm. uh you could keep it action oriented but yeah i think having chad kind of have to fend for himself on the streets of hong kong while alex is trying to get accustomed to this very uh, bougie lifestyle would be uh, a pretty interesting take on it uh (laughs) But yeah, I just, I just like yeah, the it, it just plays over and over in my head now where Alex is just imagining Chad banging, like, like just going to town on Danielle. And it's really <laughs> just terrible sex that, that's being had on the boat. That's what my mind keeps going to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and maybe afterwards, like he, he's talking to, Dan, to Danielle about it. And like, listen, he was, he was terrible. He, it was the worst I've ever had. Thank God that I'm with you. And it just really makes Alex feel better about himself, and because he was all down about it, right? Like, yeah. oh, you know, my brother's banging my girlfriend, and he's probably awesome at it. Like, no, he was he was pretty bad. Like, you're way better than him. Like, oh, all right, well, at least now I know for sure. Would you could you imagine being compared to your your twin brother? By the way, like, <laughs> which one of us was the better lay? That's got to be kind of awkward, right? yes i I never i hope i hope you know if i have kids i hope that i don't have twins first of all because that's a nightmare but i hope (laughs) if i do have twins that they're never compared by the same woman (laughs) (laughs) because i don't want to wish that on them
3: if that woman's smart she tells them they were both great yeah i guess
4: because then mm -hmm. you could just keep going at that forever right
3: yeah, yeah. unless if you're all in the same room Then it just becomes awkward And you just walk away at that point
4: Well, then they can't <laughs> occupy the same space And then yeah. you, you never know
3: Yeah, it could be a time cop situation
4: I wish real twins acted on time cop logic <laughs> <laughs>
3: the,
4: Like the twins can never be in the same spot At the same time They can't go to the same school They can never hug <laughs> Yeah, they can never <laughs> hug It's just, it's a life of misery for twins, really <laughs> i've
2: never known
4: what it's like to embrace my
2: my well, brother Dan, if you if you wind up for some reason having twins you could raise them to think that
1: how great <laughs> would that be?
2: i mean never i'd be tough. the
4: shittiest <laughs> i'd be the shittiest father ever like no you can't touch each other you'll disintegrate if you do one <laughs> of you will die that's a great way to keep them from
3: fighting each other though
4: Yeah. Can you imagine though, where like if I tell my twin like sons or daughters, and they go to school and they just like have a meltdown, like why? And the teacher's like, well, what the hell's going on? Like I can't touch him. My dad said one of us would die. (laughs) Watch time, cop, you idiot. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I would be arrested. Probably. But it would be worth it for the first few
2: years of their lives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the the psychiatric bills come in it was like ah maybe this wasn't the best idea
4: <laughs> do you think i would get more respect in prison or less respect if i told them like my cellmate like, why you like what are you here for oh i you know i told my kids that they weren't allowed to touch each other else
3: one of them would die via <laughs> time cop rules that would be a moment in like a comedy or like a dark comedy movie where you know the you know the guy goes it tells him what he did and he's like multiple you know, murdered multiple people right. and all that. What did you do? And you tell him that and he goes, "Oh man, that's dark. Right?
1: Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus." Christ.
4: <laughs> I murdered. I murdered this guy and I skinned his face off. What about you? Oh, I told my kids that if they touch each other, one of them would die. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're a psycho.
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, I don't Mark, have
3: anything better. My, uh, my only thing to make it better would be just improve the beginning. And make it a little more drawn out than just dropped um, in the first 10 minutes. You know, yeah. about the.
2: I would when have them sugge- like. When you guys, su- sorry, I just wanted to, when you guys suggest making things longer, I just, I don't know what's wrong with you. No, no,
3: no, not make it longer.
2: <laughs> um, this would be an hour and 40 minutes, maybe even yeah. more. It is yeah. long enough. It, it definitely I, my suggestion was
3: more not so much make it longer, but instead of just making a 10 minute info dump. Like, have them, oh, we have to go to Hong Kong. But when then they run into each other, like, do that back-to-back where they hit each other and then spin around sure. you know, yeah, sort of thing <laughs> is how they find out about each other. Like, that is what I mean. More than, hey, that's your brother. is your brother. Your father's dead. He was killed by these two evil guys. Let's go get him. Like, just make, <laughs> make that 10 minutes like an actual action scene. Yeah. I think what if they did? Was...
2: They thought they were each, each other's mirror. Yeah. they're Doing that, like, hand <laughs> yeah, thing. They... <laughs> yeah. They they walk by and come back real quick.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: I I think this movie was done better with Beverly Hills Ninja in a way. Because right. you have uh you have Chris Farley who's brothers with uh what's his name? Rob Robin I, I forget. He was in Mortal Kombat. He was right. Lucane. I Kang.
2: know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: I think it would have been better that way where they, they do know each other, like the the twins know each other. One's this primp proper, you know, uh, doesn't get his hands dirty. And the other one, you know, obviously is more rough and tumble, where the one who's rough and tumble is always saving the other one. And then when, you know, Alex is in trouble, somehow Chad is able to reach deep down and like not goes off and Kung Fu fighting plays in the background. And it, uh yeah, something sort of like that. But you, cause you were right. And at one point it ceases to really be that they're brothers, you know, it's just like, they're, they're just, they are brothers, but it doesn't mean anything like, sure. like, oh my God, I I need to save my brother. Just like, right. they're just there.
2: It doesn't, it doesn't matter that they're twins.
4: I mean, it doesn't even matter that they're brothers really.
2: Sure.
4: Right. Cause then no, none of you know, like, oh, you know, that's my brother or. Like, I got to protect my brother. It, it never comes to light that the, the one cares about the
2: other. Right. That's yeah. true, too. Yeah, it's just, they could be, they're just two guys, really. Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, and then, right. And then, it's They have a mission, and they're just, they happen to be brothers.
3: Yeah. The only part that a twin could have come in the factor is if they do that thing where someone, one's older than the other by minutes or something like that. And that's why he would get more of the dividend than the <laughs> other, something hilarious. like that. That's the <laughs> only way twin even matters in this movie and then
4: they fight to the death over the dividend. Yeah. I just wanted to see them fight to the death, really. Or they could the finally double team somebody. <laughs> right, without fear of disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? This came out before Time Cop, right?
3: No. Uh, 91, I think so. so 91, yeah. Time Cop was 94. I think that's right.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I am ready As around. I was say,
4: if, if one came out before, if uh, this had come out after Time Cop, then I would have liked to have seen the kind of Time Cop callback if you will mm-hmm.
2: like maybe they go to high five and like well maybe not <laughs> they can't touch uh yeah in terms of what i would do better i've already mentioned doing kind of having having the twin thing mean more than what it does in this movie um i mean i guess they just got they only had to pay an actor once they didn't have to pay, <laughs> they didn't have to yeah. pay two actors i think that's how they that's what that this accomplished um and I guess it stroked Jean-Claude Van Damme's ego a little bit because apparently he likes playing dual roles. Um but yeah, no, I think what you guys had suggested um more or less makes plenty of sense. Um so now Mary fuck kill. <laughs> Alex, Chad, or Mr. Moon. Oh.
4: <laughs> Yikes. Alex, Chad or Mr. Oh wow. That's tough. <laughs> uh, well, you, uh you can't fuck mr moon because (laughs) i'm pretty sure he fucks you yeah sure i don't think you could kill mr moon because he would kill you so i think mr moon just kind of runs he runs train on all of us
3: (laughs) yeah you have to marry him (laughs) right and just hope that
4: well (laughs) but then you're subjecting yourself to just a lifetime of abuse really because he's he's not gentle in any sense of the form or Mm -hmm. sense of the word uh, you, I think you, if you can kill Mr. Moon, you kill Mr. Moon. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're going by Alex's imagination, you fuck Chad, <laughs> <laughs> and then you marry Alex, right? Because <laughs> it looks like Chad'll he'll 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 show you the world, man. Well,
2: that's, that's why you marry
4: him. Take though. you on the ride. Right your... But uh, but then the sex grows stale. Right. you want that one-time fling with with Chad and he'll he, he leaves you wanting more I think
2: but I but at the same time Alex pr- will probably beat you in a long that's a good point
4: that's a yeah. good point right because he'll get drunk if yeah. he thinks that you're banging someone else
2: yeah and he'll he's jealous. Hit you. hes the jealous type yeah so and then
4: right because then that leaves you with like explaining weird bruises on your eye like oh I, I ran into the door yeah now, this is the you know third time time that you run into the door dan yeah. everything okay with alex <laughs> it's fine i promise alex is a good guy i don't know yeah you know I, i'm definitely killing mr moon I'm, I'm banging chad and i'm marrying alex i think they're both rich so that's true they got
2: that sweet sweet tunnel money <laughs> <That's true. laughs> they're they're tunnel barren <laughs> <laughs> mark yeah
3: so the only thing I'd really change is um, I would uh, I would kill Alex, uh, marry Mr. Moon, and and fuck um, Chad because he would be soft and. Wow,
2: interesting. <laughs> I'm going the other way. Kill Mr. Moon, um, fucking Alex for one night stand, and I'm marrying Chad. Okay. Yeah, I I think
4: yours your way is the right way. <laughs> but, uh,
2: it might be the right
3: answer.
4: Yeah, but I I think again. Just, just by going by what Alex thinks, I want that one time. I don't know if I can handle it more than once.
2: (laughs) Everything's always just a big production where you're just like, I just, just kind of really need a hand job right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. I don't need, I don't need to be, you know,
4: plastered against the wall and, you know, (laughs) bent or, you know, bent over a barrel showing the fifty states. I just, you know, I want something nice and tender, not nice and tender. I just want something easy. You know, I feel like with him it'll be. He can't get off unless it's something crazy like he's got to be doing like re- like holding me up from, you know, all crazy ways. I don't need that. He probably has a sex swing in his room or something. I don't want that. <laughs> just Put me on the bed. I'm 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 easygoing. I'll consider I will consider the kitchen counter. That's as far as I'll go
2: <laughs> where we know he can do splits on.
4: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm sure he wants to do that at one point. You know, like, come on, man, let's <laughs> let's just all right. So you'll I've, put you'll put up with
2: you'll put up with an abusive partner in terms of just like pretty easy sex
4: right and then and then after a while i don't think he's gonna want it very much within these podcasts i've revealed a weird amount of <laughs> of, of, of my, of my uh, like what goes on in my head i guess uh. it, it, it's it's very strange. It's very strange how my mind opens up with these things. Because I know it's fake people, all right? It's fake. It's never going to happen. I'm never going to bang Jean-Claude Van Damme. All right? That's why I can go this this crazy. I don't want people thinking like, Jesus Christ, Dan has really like contemplated how he's how Jean-Claude Van Damme would go go to town on him, you know? I I, I appreciate that you don't use these sections in like our posts. <laughs> Because then my family members would see it and be like, okay, maybe we don't talk to Dan for a while. <laughs> so uh, far,
2: Jen hasn't seen it. I'm lucky. Well, I guess that means that she's not listening.
4: <laughs> that's that's true. Or I just tell her when to stop. Don't listen to the last <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes. All right. So uh, I guess that's
2: it. Yeah. Anything, anything yeah. else? We'll play no. your shit.
4: Yeah. Uh Aquino122 on Twitter. Follow me there. We'll have some fun. We'll have some laughs. We'll cry. Uh, at Stranger Damies uh, for the Twitter for our Real Play D&D uh, we're also on Instagram so and same thing at Stranger Damies uh, love talking to all of the D&D community on there a bunch of great people follow a lot of, of uh, other good D&D podcasts so if you're looking for a, another Real Play D&D podcast go on there we have a ton of friends on there and uh, yeah that's it for me
3: yeah, so uh, Stranger Damies uh, airs every Wednesday. Um, episode posted yesterday is the first of a new session, uh, which uh, these next four episodes, I think, um, is a good start to our next arc of the campaign. Um, so I'm looking forward to everyone out there hearing it. Um, and then we have uh, the Game Vault pod. Uh, Cass uh, had an episode on Monday. Um, you know, we talked about our favorite controllers we picked a new thing uh for um the retro roulette uh so be sure to listen to that you can listen to all them on uh twitter uh, itunes google play you know anywhere you get your podcast um we also have a twitch channel for game ball pod um you can go there and we stream about four or five days a week so yeah that's basically why i don't watch a lot of movies uh so um yeah, go check us out there, and the Twitters are at Stranger Damies and at uh, Game Vault Pod. Um, so yeah, check us out on the social medias. All right.
2: Yes, and this is They Called This a Movie. You can find us at They Called This Movie dot and anywhere you get your podcast, just search for They Called This a Movie. We should pop right up. We're the Main Damie at the Main Damie and on all social media platforms at the Main Damie. Um, I'll just search for that. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The main Damien will and will we'll be there. We're also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. GVNation.com is the main website, and Geek Vibes Nation on all social media and podcast streaming apps. They got a bunch of great shows. Um, Dan mentioned the top 10 with Tia, they've got another bunch of great shows. Um, that, that, that network has uh, something for everyone, uh, comic stuff, TV stuff, you name it, they have it. Um, and I am at Aunt Delvec on Twitter. You can find me there. Uh, and that's my personal one. But the main Dame-y, if you want to get us in contact with us, Twitter's the best way. But you can also hit us up at the main at gmail.com. Suggest a movie, suggest a question. If you have any questions you want to have us raise at the top of the show or something like that, feel free to ask. Um, and I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, the director of what a double impact, that's the name of this movie, is Sheldon Leach. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Miners, this is Anthony del does it call you Miners, I think. Almost
3: <laughs> it's fine, we'll go with
2: it. Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. This is Anthony Del vecchio telling Sheldon Leach to go fuck himself